Welcome to the Revolutionizing Your Journey podcast with DeAndre Koch, brought to you by Boldly Go. Beyond being the founder of Boldly Go, DeAndre has a deep expertise in financial planning through owning his own financial planning firm. This finance background has provided him unique insights, enabling him to navigate the travel landscape with ease and is considered a renowned travel hacker. On this podcast, we're all about assisting adventurous travelers and budding explorers in tackling their travel hurdles, teaching luxury travel hacking strategies, and highlighting the busy professionals that still find time and ways to get away. Expect travel tips, unforgettable destination stories, and guidance on maximizing your rewards points. Whether you're a seasoned traveler or just starting out, join us in exploring the best of global travel and become an expert luxury travel hacker yourself. This is your journey, but our revolution in the world of travel. I have a simple math question for you. When does $4,600 equal $42,000? The answer, when DeAndre Koch is doing the travel hacking. Welcome back to the Revolutionizing Your Journey podcast, where DeAndre explains the ins and outs of getting the most and more for your travel dollars. I'm Patrice Sikora. DeAndre, this is a good one. The Maldives, luxury travel. And how did you do this for less than $5,000? Yeah, so Patrice, I am super excited to share this one with the listeners today. This is one that I've mentioned a few times in previous episodes, and this is probably my largest hack to date of all the hacks we've done. And so, yeah, essentially the gist of this is we spent about $4,600 plus points and we got $42,000 worth of luxury travel. <laughs> That's and outrageous, man. It, it, it is. It, it, it absolutely crazy, right? So I got 10x the value for what I actually spent, which is really, really cool. For the listeners out there, especially if you are new to this podcast, if this is the first episode you're listening to or watching on YouTube, this one's going to get a little technical. Not all of our episodes are going to get and be this technical, but this one will be. A lot of our episodes are going to feature guests and stories and tips, what apps to use. And some of them are going to be technical because I want you guys to be able to understand what I've done and be able to do it yourself as well. So if you're like me, a lot of times you listen to podcasts at one or uh, sorry, one and a half or more speed. Um, I would recommend this one. You just keep, <laughs> uh, you know, one time speed because we're going to get technical. I'm going to try and not make this too long and drawn out. All right. Well, uh, believe me, I've gone through the outline and listeners, you got to listen up close, but it's worth it. So, DeAndre, how did this all start, this trip? Yeah, so it really started by my girlfriend and I really wanting to figure out where we wanted to go during Christmas. Uh, so for us, one of our favorite travel days of the year is to travel on Christmas Day. Uh, and so the reason being is because typically you can find inexpensive travel, um, airports are empty, lounges are empty, and pretty much most of the people that are working that day have known they're working that day for like a year. So everyone's pretty excited and happy and joyful mm -hmm. that day anyway. 
So that's actually a great time for me to take three weeks off. And the reason why for the new listeners out there, I am a financial advisor. I I own and and run a financial planning firm. And quite honestly, no one's really trying to talk with me about their finances around Christmas, around New Year's. And so that's the best time to get a three-week getaway, which also means it's the best time to go very, very far. And so that's what triggers the where are we going conversation. Um, And I use a website, which we'll link in the show notes, called maxmypoint.com. And basically, it just shows you uh, hotel stays and the point costs for them all over the world. And I saw that the Park Hyatt Maldives was only 35,000 points per night. So 35,000 Hyatt points per night. And I knew that we both have chase points and chase transfers over to Hyatt. And so uh, that's where we said, can we figure out a way to get to the Maldives? And that was on both of our bucket lists. Uh, And so Mexico was our backup plan because our thought process was we were only going to do this if it was hackable. I knew that we would get the hotel stay, right? Park Hyatt Maldives, they had availability, 35,000 points a night. But the key was, how are we going to get there uh, and how are we going to get back? So that was the start of uh, how it went. I got to tell you, Maldives, Mexico, Mal- yeah, and Maldives, that, that's higher on my list than Mexico. I think you chose the right place. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree as well. So the first lesson here for the listeners is a flexibility. That's the key. And that was what was really helpful. It's easier to not have fixed days of travel. Quite honestly, when we started on this endeavor, I didn't know where we were going. I didn't know when we were coming back. I had to just start looking to see what our options were. My first goal was really figuring out how to get there. Uh, And this realistically took the longest amount of time. Uh, It actually took me a couple hours over a couple of evenings figuring this out. So again, patience is key. But the first thing I did was I looked at what was the cost just a normal, just Google flight search going from where I live, Norfolk, Virginia to Malé and the Maldives. And that was averaging between 12 to $1,500 round trip. uh, Sorry, one way, 12 to $1,500 one way, $2,500 to $3,000 round trip. Hmm. Now that would have been all economy. And that would be about 27 to 30 hours getting there. And somewhere around like 35, 36 hours getting back. Uh, right. So that would be a very, very long time in to a be... very, very small seat. Exactly. Exactly. And so flying economy the entire way. And at the same time, we knew that we would have access to lounges and stuff due to the travel cards we had, but it wouldn't be a comfortable way to get there. We'd probably be in layovers that were four, six, eight hours. It would just would not have been ideal. So that was not okay. And I knew that there would be deals out there. You just have to know how to find them. So the next thing I looked at was what was the cost of business class? Now, business class uh, was going to be about $4,000 to $9,000 each way. Hmm. Uh I did see one round trip option that was like 6K, but most round trip options were $12,000 to get from here to Mali and back. Uh, And so in my head, my thought process was, can we get there for less than $4,000 total comfortably, right? That That would be the goal. 
So that was first the flexibility part. So I had to do my research and see what is the cost? What would it look like if I just wanted to shell out cash and get there? Now, were you looking at, okay, this is dollars, obviously. Mm -hmm. What about, when do the points come in? When do you start looking at points? So the second thing I had to do was I had to really create a budget around money and points. And this is kind of lesson number two. So we have a lot of points between uh, Taryn and I, but I don't want to blow them all in one trip. I want to be able to continue to use them for multiple trips as well. And if you remember, if you listen to previous episodes, I've said before, it's not a hack unless you're getting at least two cents or two X of value per point. So if uh, let's just say business class would be $6,000 one way per person, then if you do the math, two cents of value per point, $6,000, basically 300,000 points should be the max I spend one way per person. Mm. So I want to do better than that, to be very, very clear. I don't want to spend 300,000 points one way per person if I can help it. But at the very minimum, that should be the value I get to replace $6,000 of cost. So we basically kind of set a budget around $5,000 round trip because that would have been the same cost of economy uh, and a points budget of max 300K per person round trip. So I, I, I decided, hey, if we could do less than 600K, less than uh, points, sorry, so less than 600,000 points and less than 5K cash spend, that would be a win for us. And the the purpose and the goal, again, is I wanted to get luxury travel. We're going far. We're going literally to the other side of the world. I want to do so comfortably and not cramped. I want to get there feeling relaxed and refreshed, not feeling like I need to take a few days just to calm down from the travel. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And so that started the research. And I wanted to research a lot of different ways to get there. And so you got to realize if you're new to travel hacking that unlike spending cash, sometimes there's not an easy flight destination uh, with points. It's not easy to get to your destination with points. Just like you can go online, you can Google, I want to go from point A to point B, it's going to cost you this. It's not always the same way when you want to use points. Now, certain places, it's easy. You want to go to Istanbul. You want to go to Italy. You want to go to Spain. You want to go to Qatar. Those are easy. You want to go to London. Easy. And then from there, you can probably find a nice little small hopper to go somewhere else in Europe and those type of things. But there's not always going to be that level of ease, especially when you're trying to go to a more remote destination like the Maldives. So this was more challenging because of essentially where it was specifically. Now, there is a free method of going about on these searches. I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't recommend it because it's going to take so much more time that it, it really doesn't make sense for most people to do. But you can look on multiple airlines, uh, multiple searches on multiple days. Uh, but the thing is, is you have to like have accounts with all these different airlines. So if you wanted to see if I could get there on British Airways or American or United or uh, Singapore Air, or Qatar Airlines, whoever it may be, you'd have to have a account and a login for every single one of these airlines and search multiple days, multiple methods on each of these airlines individually. 
takes a ridiculous amount of time, would not recommend at all. So what I actually use is a website called point.me, and we'll link to that in the show notes as well. And I believe it's like $5 for a single day or simply 12 bucks a month, which uh, we pay for. And it's really interesting and super easy because you can say you want to go from here to there, and it's going to look up every single airline, every single award flight, and it's going to give you the points it's going to take, and you can sort from low to high, which is what I do. To show you how complex internally this is, each search takes like two minutes. So I literally have multiple tabs going across my screen of, you know, leaving from Norfolk to Male on Christmas Day, on Christmas Eve, Christmas, the day after Christmas, like multiple days, multiple searches. Okay. All right. So again, I know this is more of a technical explanation, but I want people to understand these are the things that we do to figure out how to strategize, especially for a complex trip like the Maldives. So I really searched multiple days, uh, one-way ticket, Norfolk to Male, and I wasn't finding anything reasonable. When I say anything reasonable, I was finding things that were 250,000, 300, 350,000 points, and, and that doesn't work for me, right? Because I just said that we planned a points budget of 300K per person round trip. That means if I see one flight or one way that's 300K, that's an automatic no-go. So I knew to filter those out. So then I had to choose a different strategy, and that's something called positioning flights. And I'm going to talk about that more in a future episode. But positioning flights is very simply, I am, I'm at a small airport. I love my small airport. I can get in and out of customs. Sorry, I can get in and out of uh, bag drop and security in total in less than 20 minutes. I've I've gotten to the airport 17 minutes before my flight and still made my flight. <laughs> I love my airport, but it's not a JFK. It's not a Miami. It's not the big name flight. So I have to almost always connect somewhere where I want to go. So a positioning flight really is saying, looking for flights with points from a JFK or from a DC uh, or from a Miami uh, or from a Chicago to your destination, because there's more likely going to be a flight from there to where you want to go that you can spend with points. And you just have to pay a one way, uh, a one leg, maybe in cash to get from here to there. So that is called a positioning flight. So if I found a flight from Miami, which we did, all we would have to do is fly to Miami to be able to mm -hmm. use that flight. So I looked up the route to Male. I used a website, it's a flight connection website that you can actually use in order to uh, see where all legs connect to through major airports. And I saw that most of the flights to Male were somehow connected through uh, Mumbai uh, and other places, but there was Dubai, which is a place you can get to very easily with United. And there was Doha uh, in Qatar, which is very easy to get through uh, with American Airlines. We chose that route because we have uh, a lot of American miles because we fly American a, a lot. Uh, and so I started searching all the American hubs, JFK, Dulles, Miami, all tamale, all on multiple days. Wasn't finding anything. And I'll be quite honest with you, I was starting to feel defeated because again, when I was talking with Taryn, we were only going to do this if I could find a way to do it with a hack. 
And because we didn't want to spend a bunch of money without being comfortable. Uh, oh, sorry, we don't want to spend a ton of money in general, but we also want to make sure if we were going because it's really a bucket list destination that we were going to be comfortable as we went there. So I decided to change my strategy a little bit. I did two positioning flights. So I wanted to see uh, if I could at least get the farthest distance possible in business class, and then maybe I could figure it out from there. And that's what we ended up actually doing. So I found a flight from Miami to Qatar, Doha, that connects in London. And that was $1,000 and only 70,000 American Airlines miles. And that was business class. Nice. Right? Nice. Yeah. So so Miami to Qatar, $1,000, 70,000 American miles for business class. And then we found that we could go from Qatar to Male for $37, and 17,000 American miles. Uh, now that's an economy ticket, but it's only a four hour flight. So mm -hmm. 37 bucks for a four hour flight, not bad at all. Doable, very doable. Very doable. So all in all, there was, we found basically with points, spending a little over a thousand bucks and almost 87,000 points to get from Miami to Malay. But if you're hearing, there's a catch, right? I live in Virginia. So there's there's actually two catches. One, we have to get to Miami. Uh, and two, uh, the connection in London was an overnight stay. And the uh, flight out of Qatar was an overnight stay as well. Mm. Now, I get it. If you're listening to this, you're like, this sounds super complicated. I understand it's not for the faint of heart. But honestly, this beats the alternative because think about this. The alternative would have been a two-hour flight, then a 13-hour flight, then a six-hour flight, all with long layovers, all in economy. And so that ticket to Miami was 250 bucks per person. Very easy. Yeah. And it arrives in Miami at 8.30 in the morning, and we leave from Miami at 9.30 at night on Christmas Eve. 250 bucks. Not terrible. Mm. I could think of some worse places to have to spend hanging out in the city than Miami for 12 hours. <laughs> and then also, again, we had an overnight in London. But here's the thing. We actually land in London Christmas morning. We have an overnight stay. Uh, we paid 250 bucks for the hotel there. At the, it's a hotel called The Standard, which is a brand we really like. But again, we get to experience Christmas in London, which how many people have said that they've been able to do that? Right. And we fly out the next morning. Then we fly to Qatar. And we land in Qatar. And we spend 150 bucks for the night at a Hyatt Regency. We're likely to get a room upgrade due to our Hyatt status. And we spent a whole week in Qatar. We're going to talk on that, about that on another podcast. So we don't really feel the need to like explore Qatar. Um, but now we leave Christmas Eve and we arrive in Male about three days later. And that's with rest and adjustments for time. And we're not going to arrive in Male and need two to three days just to recover from insane jet lag and being uncomfortable. But all these hotel rooms, do they bust your budget? So they did not. So check this out. The total cost to get there, including with the hotels, was $1,400 per person. 
and we spent about 87,000 miles, right? So economy tickets would have been twelve dollars to $1,500 one way, business class $6,000 one way. All right. We ended up spending $1,400 with some points. And when you actually run all those legs together, the real cost of all those flights would have been about $9,500. So how many days does it take you to get to Mali? So we leave Christmas Eve and we get to Mali on the 27th, which okay. by the time this podcast drops, uh, we actually likely will be in the Maldives uh, or in just getting there. So make sure to follow us on uh, social <laughs> media, follow boldlygo.world on Instagram. You'll see the stories. You'll see all the travel live. You'll see the experience live as we're having it. But if you're listening to this the day or the week that this podcast drops, uh, we are very likely actually in the Maldives as you're listening to this. Nice. All right. Oh, you've gotten there. It's wonderful. How do you get yeah. back? <laughs> I, exactly. How do we get back? So that's the other part of the catch, right? Because I didn't book what I just told you we found yet because I needed to make sure we could get back because, okay, I found an option. I found areas to get us there. Uh, however, if the way back was impossible, then this whole thing was a bust. And I do want to make a quick note. I didn't book those hotels in London and Doha until literally uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, so that wasn't a factor in. I knew we were going to need to, but I knew that it wasn't going to be expensive. I knew hotels weren't going to be costly. So I don't think I had to figure out hotel stays and all those things at the same time. We really, I did break this up to make it a lot more easier to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I do also want to take a quick step back as well. When you do the math, if you plug in the real cost of what, uh, we should have spent. So if you use the calculator at, on our site, so boldlygo.world slash calculator, if you plug in the real cost and what was paid for in points, this was a 9x redemption on points. And remember I said two is the floor. We got nine times on our points, including the the factor of cash in that we paid, which is awesome. Again, this is the level of travel hacking you want to be at. Um, this is this is expert level right here. So Kind of moving on, figuring out how to get back. Uh, this was actually dramatically easier. Um, I kept searching routes from Male back home first. Uh, and I thought I was going to have to do the same thing. Do I go from Male to London or Male to Qatar? And I got to figure all those things out. Um, so no, actually, I was able to find um, a specific day, Virgin Atlantic had a flight, business class the entire way from Male to Norfolk, 100% business class. To Norfolk? Uh, to Norfolk, yes. To my little wow. small airport in Norfolk for 60, $660 cash plus 130,000 miles. Per person? Per person. Okay. Correct. Yep, per person. So 130,000 miles, $660, 100% business class. Now- I don't have a bunch of Virgin Atlantic miles. I don't hold, I don't fly Virgin Atlantic. Actually, I've never flown Virgin Atlantic at all. Uh, but I knew that Chase and Amex both transfer to Virgin Atlantic. Here's the beauty of it as well. During this time when we booked the tri trip, Point.me actually already had this figured out for us. Chase had a bonus of transfer going to Virgin Atlantic. So, I actually only needed to use 102,000 chase points in order 
to get 130 Virgin Atlantic miles. All right. Wait a minute. How did you know that you could use Chase or Amex with Virgin? So if you so part of one of the things that you about travel hacking is you want to be able to understand and have a good grasp on your travel partners and what cards transfer to who you don't have to memorize this. It's all over the internet. Uh, the point guys and nerd wall, they all have blogs that basically tell you the, the list and the breakdown, or you can just go on the website for chase and Amex log in and you'll see. Um, but the point.me website told me all of my transfer options and it showed me I'd have to use 130,000 points if I went Amex to Virgin or 102,000 points if I used Chase to Virgin because of the transfer bonus. So they made it super easy, which is why, again, paying that $12 a month or $120 for the year is just absolutely worth it because it helps you figure all of these things out. Keep going. So here's the actually kind of the weird thing, right? So you just said like, right, I found this flight to Norfolk, <laughs> my little small airport. I I was like, well, what's the actual cash cost of this? I couldn't find it. it. It literally does not exist. I put in the exact same flight, the exact same itinerary, leaving on the exact same day. Does not exist paying in cash. One of those weird things that only exists paying in points. And so I estimated the cost of that to be, I played low. I figure it's probably more, but even if it's only $5,000, that route to get back home, that's still, if you do the math of what we paid in cash and what we used in points, that's still a 4X redemption, if not even more, right? So now we can have fun and plan what we actually want to do because now we know when we're leaving. Now mm -hmm. we know when we're returning. And when you do all the math on that, our actual flight redemption so we got business class. We saved about $12,000. And in all, we got about six and a half times or six and a half cents per point that we used. So this was an absolute win in our book. And since we had both of the legs figured out, that's when we went ahead and booked it. I'm still amazed you found that flight from Molly to Norfolk. I just it's an, It was insane. Absolutely insane. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So you've booked the your your process is to book the flights first, correct? And then you yes. from that skeleton. Exactly. And so this, so for the listeners out there, bar none, if you take nothing away from all the technical breakdown of this uh, hack, this is one thing I really want you to take away. Book the flights first. It doesn't matter what type of trip you take. It doesn't matter if you have uh, set, you know, your vacation days are X and Y or spring bake with the kids is this week. Book your flights first. Everyone does it the opposite. Everyone says, oh, I want to stay at this resort. And they go ahead and book the going. Uh, so they book the, the days they want to stay at that resort. And then now they're forced to fly into the resort or into that, that country or that airport on a very specific time. And they know exactly when they need to leave. That makes it almost impossible to do any sort of travel hacking because one of the biggest things I said in, in lesson one was flexibility. Right. So... Here's the thing. You always want to just book the flight first because that created the skeleton. We didn't know when we were leaving. We didn't know when we were coming back. But once we had those two things set, it was very, very easy to get in all the in-between. That's also why I didn't even bother booking the hotels for our route there because I knew once we had it figured out, booking a hotel would be very, very easy, um, even if just paid by paying cash. And so... One of the things I want you guys to try to do the next time that you do have a trip you want to take is if you, even if you know the set days you need to go, 
is go into Google Flights and put in, you know, you want to leave from your city or your airport of choice, but don't put in the destination. Just put in the date that you want to leave and the date you want to return. And you will actually see, it will zoom out and show you a world map and you'll see prices all over the world for those dates. So whereas you might have just went and booked the resort in Mexico and now you have to just pay whatever the flights are from Mexico for that week, you might be able to go to Greece for the same cost, right? So that's a level of hacking that's not complex. That's not using points. That's not using strategies. That's simply look at and see what destinations are open and go see the world and just don't pigeonhole yourself into having to be in a certain place on a certain day and a certain time. Did you pay cash for anything or do you expect to pay cash for anything? Yes. So I don't want to be misleading and say, hey, our entire state of the Maldives was less than $5,000. We actually did pay cash for a few things. And I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but uh, one of the big things, and this is the reason why I call it you know, uh, uh, revolutionizing your journey is because imagine if you save a lot of money, how much you can then spend in other things that's not related to uh, maybe your transportation or your lodging or, or whatever it may be. So uh, one of the things that we're doing, we are going to stay at a hotel. This one we paid cash for because we found a really decent price. Um, it's an adult-only stay over water uh, in overwater villas. Like kind of anytime you see the Maldives, you see the overwater villas. Every hotel has it, but we found one that was adults-only that we really wanted to stay at. So we're staying there for a few days when we get there. And then one of the things we're most excited about is we are going to be stay, uh, with Scuba Spa for an entire week over New Year's. And so what this is, the short version of it, is it is a luxury spa liveaboard uh, for those. It's directed to those that love to dive, but you know, if uh, you don't like to dive, but your spouse does, or neither of you do, it, it does actually have an onboard spa. Uh, and so <laughs> you can choose whether you want the diving package or the spa package or a mixture of both. Uh, but it's top rated it's talked about in all the diving groups it's the experience of a lifetime um i i don't think there's a higher rated liveaboard in the world that i've seen and so if we're gonna go there we're gonna want to experience this this was probably one of the more expensive things that i've 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 bought as from a travel standpoint but again it's one of those once in a lifetime experiences and doing it over new year's and we're going to talk about we're going to have a recap i'm going to have a debrief with taryn on the whole trip and so you'll talk we'll talk about it in a lot more detail i can't wait to hear about that i know you both like to dive so that'd be great it's going to be awesome i can't wait to tell you the stories and, and what yeah. happens there and again follow us on on, on instagram because you'll see the stories you'll see what's happening in real time um but there's one final hack on this trip that I want to unpack. Um, and so I started all this by talking about Max My Point, that website. And it said that there was the Park Hyatt in the Maldives um, that's available 35,000 points per night. And so uh, that is a Category 7 Hyatt resort. So there's one through eight, eight being the highest. Category 7 Park Hyatt, that is pristine. That is that is up there, that's a great place to stay. Now, actually, when I was looking at this and we were planning this out, uh, it was $2,600 a night cash. Um, I did see right now, it looks like it's like $1,500, so it's dropped a little bit, uh, but it's still not cheap. It's, it's pretty expensive to stay there per night, and that's for a beach villa. It gets more expensive if you want the overwater kind of Maldives experience. 
Um, now, because we already are going to have the overwater Maldives experience, and then we're going to be on a liveaboard kind of luxury boat for a week uh, going around all the islands, we didn't mm -hmm. really feel the need to uh, do another overwater villa. Um, and so the 35K chase points gets you their beach villa, which is still very, very nice. Um, and you could pay more cash on top of that to upgrade. But again, that's not what we're doing. But we'll be there for four nights. And so if you do the math on that, that's about 140,000 uh, Hyatt points needed to get four nights. And so one of the reasons why I love Chase so much is because Chase transfers to Hyatt and Hyatt gets you some of the best hotels in the world <laughs> for very little points. And so what we did is we transferred our Chase points uh, over to Hyatt. Uh, and that was our 140,000 points right there. And so when you do the math at the $2,600 cost that it was, that was another 9X redemption on our points. But even if it's $1,500, that's still a 4X redemption, right? So it's still beating the two. It's still a phenomenal hack. I am in awe. I'm following this all. It makes absolute sense. The work you went in, the knowledge that you put into this, I'm, I am in total awe, DeAndre. But now give me the bottom line numbers. Where where do you stand with this trip now? Yeah, so from a hacking standpoint, again, there's other aspects that we pay. And when we get there, we're going to pay more, right, for food and dining experiences, all the different things. But from a hack standpoint, the cash cost of all the flights, all the extra hotels we did need, uh, because of how we did it, which I do want to be very clear. If we had paid six grand or, or nine grand in business class, we would have likely not needed the overnight hotel stays or would have just been a bunch of layovers tied together. Um, so that is a little bit of a difference. But with our flight, with the hotel stay, with uh, everything there and back, and getting the stay at the Park Hyatt, which is 35,000 points per night, zero cash needed, we spent exactly $4,608 and we used 519,000 points. So $4,600 in points, sorry, $4,600 in cash, mm -hmm. 519,000 points. Now that's for two people for a pretty incredible stay. Mm -hmm. The real cost of that, the hackable portion of that would have been $42,000 if you break down business class both ways for both people, as well as the stay in the Hyatt for just those few days. How long did it take you to put this together? So quite honestly, in total, it probably took a couple evenings of just kind of scanning for an hour or two, opening all these tabs, trying to do all these searches. Uh, and again, honestly, the hardest thing to find this entire time was just getting there. Uh, I thought getting back was going to be just as difficult, but it wasn't. It was, it, like I said, it was super easy. Uh, I was prepared for it to be more challenging. Getting there took the most amount of time. Getting back was super easy. Uh, and then we already knew that the Hyatt uh, points were going to be there, right? That wasn't really much of a risk. We knew it was going to be 35K points per night. Uh, we could have honestly decided to go stay more nights. We just chose not to because we have more chase points to use, but we felt like we had gotten enough, especially it was already uh, constrained around three weeks. And the scuba spot piece is literally right in the middle. So we have a few days before we have a few days after, but that took up an immediate eight days as well. So wasn't done in all, all in one setting. 
uh, we figured out the flights first, like I mentioned. Uh, we figured out our stays in between second. And then the very last thing we did was we booked the layover hotels last. Uh, and in uh, the last episode with uh, Taryn, we talked about one of the apps that she introduced me to, which is TripIt. And uh, we'll link that again in the show notes. But TripIt was super incredible because it shows you a full itinerary uh, of what you've booked, right? So as we're booking things, it's actually, uh, it reviews our, it scans our email and it sees confirmation numbers and it loads things in for us. Uh, and anything it doesn't load, you can forward to them and they automatically put it in. And so we can see where our gaps are. So we can see, oh, you know what? We need to book a hotel for this. We need to book a hotel for that. So it made it really easy to plan. Uh, and there's something that anybody can do again, whether it's by yourself or you've got your player too. anybody, anybody can do this. Again, I'm impressed. Um, you've got a process there. Uh, why don't you remind us of the, the process that you use with the chase cards? Yeah. So, uh, again, it, something like this, if you've never done travel hacking before, again, this is a lot more complex than what I would recommend someone try from day one. Um, but I know you also hear, I say, you know, 519,000 points and you might think I will never accumulate that much. You must spend a ton of money to be able to do that. That's actually not really the case. Um, there's a process to that. The first sign up bonuses are key, right? You can get a chase, uh, personal card like the Sapphire preferred or Sapphire reserve and get 60,000 points or more for yourself and your partner, travel partner, your player too, whether that's your significant other or just a travel buddy or, 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 or sibling or a parent, they can do the same thing. And that's now 60K points times two. So that's 120,000 points right there. But also if they use your referral code, you'll get a bonus 10, 15, 30,000 points, even depending on the card that will help with that as well. And then also there's, Chase and Amex business cards that offer 100,000 points, 150,000 points. And it's a well-known fact, you can actually open up a business credit card, many of which that don't even report to your credit, that don't, and you don't have to own a business to do so. So just like on a personal card, you can put business expenses, you can put personal expenses on a business card, right? So there's a little, a few different tips and tricks. What we're going to talk about unpacking a lot more episodes, but basically the signup bonuses can get you half the way there, especially if it's you and a partner. Then from there, there's spending strategies and there's using tools like Rakuten and other places where you and understanding your grocery spend and other things where, you know, if you just spend your usual grocery spend throughout the month or throughout the year, you can get 40, 50, 60,000 points just by spending your usual $1,000 a month in grocery for you and your family of five. Uh, or when you use your do your Christmas shopping, Rakuten gives you all these bonus points and you use those to turn a $100 spend into you know 10,000 points. Uh, there's a lot of cool things that you can do when you understand the travel hacking system to where, no, we didn't spend half a million dollars to be able to get half a million points to use for this. It's not that difficult, but it does take time. It takes patience. And that's why also for those that want to just be told how to do it, we have the consulting service <laughs> to help them figure it out as well. Because I also understand there's a lot to Google. There's a lot to unpack. And some people are just like, please just tell me how to do it. 
All right, folks, now you've heard it. If you like to travel and you like to do it in style, follow the podcast, learn the finer points of travel hacking. Make sure to follow DeAndre on all the social media platforms, especially Instagram. Look for this trip coming up. They're going to post stories during the travels, correct? We are. We are. We're going to post stories, tips, experiences. Uh, we're, we're going to have drone videos. And of course, we're, again, we're divers. So honestly, if we see cool things underwater, you're going to see it too. Because yeah. uh, both Taryn and I, uh, we both film underwater uh, content. And so I think it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a great time. We'd love to share it with you. And honestly, as excited as I am to nerd out on all these details of how we did it, um, I'm I'm probably more excited to have Taryn with me and to share the experience after the fact and just talk about it because the Maldives is something that's been both on both of our bucket lists and we'll be excited to do so. So again, listeners, I know this was more complicated, this is more technical. Please, I hope I'm not losing you in this episode because you're like, this sounds super complex. Uh, we're going to have some great guests. We're going to have some other stories and things in the future. Um, but I also want you to be able to know that this is doable. And honestly, if you want to do the same thing, we could do the exact same strategies and get you to the Maldives as well. And don't forget to visit boldlygo.world to sign up for the newsletter there. You'll get a card category breakdown cheat sheet and recommended card list for travel hacking. And of course, don't forget to share this podcast, like it, subscribe, tell your friends and find your second player for the travel hacking game. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for tuning into the Revolutionizing Your Journey podcast, brought to you by Boldly Go. Hit that follow button so you don't miss out on new episodes. For deeper insights and to level up your travel game with our strategies, book a consultation with us. Head over to www.boldlygo.world to set it up and explore more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Boldly Go. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The strategies and results referenced on this site, while proven, are not guaranteed. While most who apply the principles referenced will achieve similar results, you may not yourself. Your results will vary and depend on many factors that may be in or out of your control, but include factors such as your credit score, financial status, business experience, etc. It is your responsibility to consume and implement these recommendations at your own risk. We cannot be held responsible for any failure to do so.